Deuteronomy chapter 4. Let's uh, read. I'm going to read several verses in Deuteronomy chapter 4, chapter 6, verse chapter 8. And uh, then I've got a few more verses to read here too. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. We're going to talk about how can we forget. How can we forget so easily? And it starts out there in Deuteronomy and the Bible warns us over and over. It's unbelievable how much that the Lord talks about us forgetting. <laughs> Hello. Deuteronomy chapter 4, look down in verse 23. Take heed unto yourselves. See, only take heed to yourself. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. Why would you do that? Because you forgot. Why would you make a graven image and do all that kind of stuff? Why would you do anything that's wrong? Go. Why would you turn away from righteousness and forget that and forget God? Why would you do that? Well, because you've you got to forget in order to do it. Chapter 6, verse 12. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Chapter 8, verse 11, 12, 13, and 14. Let's read that. <coughs> Chapter 8, verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping His commandments and his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you this day. Lest when thou hast eaten, and art full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwell therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. When, we, when are you going to forget God? Yeah. Chapter 8, let's look in verse 19. And it shall be, if thou do all, do it all, forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Verse in Psalm chapter 9, uh, verse 17. Very common, well-known verse. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations, all the nations that forget God. I want to read two more verses and then we'll get on with it here. But in Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 32 says, There can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire. Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. James chapter 1 and verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. It's a marvel that the mind is so prone to forget the most important things and remember the most vain things. Do you ever wonder at yourself about that? How can you forget things that are so important 
that are so valuable, that are so, uh, you know, have, that have come at great cost to you. How can you forget those things so easily? You say, well, I don't. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. The mind was designed by Almighty God to work and to operate in His, in His own image and likeness. Do you all understand that? We're talking about the mind again. Yes. The mind. God created us in His own image and likeness. That don't mean our body necessarily. That's not what the real deal is. Our soul. All of our faculties, our mind, our heart, our feelings, our emotions... All of that is made in the image and likeness of God. It was in the beginning that way. Things are messed up because of sin more than we know, more than we realize, and more than we can comprehend where we're at right now. But our mind is supposed to work like God's mind. It's made in His image and likeness. God doesn't forget unless God chooses to forget. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in forgetting and not remembering. We've talked about that before. But God only forgets when He chooses to, and God forgets the bad and remembers the good. I've noticed that a long time ago, how that as time, you know, fades into the past, memories, you remember the good more than you do the bad. The bad loses its bitterness, loses its sting. You, you can remember it if you want to, but you can't, you can't necessarily, most people can, I can't, recreate all those emotions again and bitterness about bad things. I guess if you work hard enough at it, you got enough bitterness in your soul, you can drag some, drag it up and get all bitter. But time has a way of just diminishing that. And I think that's just the leftover part that's still there in our minds, made in the image and likeness of God. But when it comes to God and righteousness, it seems that men forget the good so easily. That's what we just read about here, forgetting God. Forgetting all that He's done for us. Forgetting what He's done for our soul. Forgetting all the blessings of life. Surely there's an influence at work that causes the mind to malfunction like that. Well, there is. That influence is the devil. And it's the evil that is around us. It affects your mind. It works on you to forget and I, and I hope I get uh, targeted enough here in a minute so you can see what we're really talking about here tonight but it's unexplainable how the mind can just turn off its memories of experiences and vows and promises and blessings funny how you can just forget those do people do that? of course they do all the time. And they do it on purpose. They do it willingly. Forget love. How does, how does this deal work? People say they love each other, man and woman. And they, they spend thousands of dollars on a wedding and stand there in front of 
a preacher and a crowd of people and vow before God and these people that they love each other and they'll stay together forever and three years later they hate each other or less and done gone their separate ways. What have they, what's happened there? Well, you can say all kinds of things, but something's been forgotten. You can explain it away. Well, they never did really love each other. And then they didn't start out right. And they didn't have this in order. And they didn't do that and blah, blah, blah. Well, I know too many people that didn't, that had all of that too. Started out wrong. Started out all cockeyed and for the wrong reasons and in the wrong way and too young and no money and no education and no plan and no house and no means of survival that stayed married for 75 years and made it. They promised something and they didn't forget. You can forget if you want to. You can just wipe it out and say, never mind. Forget it. We say that all the time, don't we? Forget it. That's the way people treat life now. That's the way they treat each other now. Forget it. Forget you. You ever heard that? You ever said that? Forget the love. Forget the kindness. Forget the benevolence. Forget the sacrifice. I've seen people, you know, in all my experience in church and everything through the years, here's what I've really come to see and it's sad to say these things I don't want to discourage anybody but I just want you to but you're going to face the same thing that's the thing if you live and, and continue you're going to see the same thing because this is the way it is the people that the church has helped the most will hate the church the most someday <laughs> seems like it works that way just about every time they forget all the help. I've seen people come into church destitute and in a terrible way, get help, everybody helps them, gives and gives and helps and helps and and then they in a year or two they walk off hating everybody. Well they forgot all a bunch of stuff, didn't they? That's true. Why'd they forget it? Because they did it on purpose. It's a necessary thing for entering into sin. We got to forget all the warnings, all the examples that we've seen of what sin does. We've got to forget all the people who will be hurt by our sin. We've got to forget all the bridges that we're burning as we do it. It's what you got to do. You can't enter into sin without just forgetting on purpose. God, everybody that loves you, everything that you have, everything in your life that's important and valuable and worth anything, you've got to lay it aside and not think about it, which means forget it. And you've got to focus your mind on something else, what you want, some other goal, some pipe dream in your mind of how you're going to be happier, which never happens. Any of the most horrible sins, such as adultery, fornication, murder, stealing, lying, they all require that we forget and put out of our mind. Everybody who will be hurt and focus only on ourselves and what we want. Think about it. That's, every one of those sins is that way. You've got to do that. You've got to forget. So it's an area where the devil will work on us hard to achieve his goal of blinding our minds. 
If you forget, you've blinded your mind. Or the devil has blinded your mind. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. In whom the God, little g, of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Who's he talking about? Well, kids that grow up in church, people that have been around godly people and had a good witness before them, how do they stay unsaved? How do they live a life, a long life, and die and go to hell? How? If they've heard, if they've seen, if somebody's prayed for them, if, if they've seen a good example, if they've really known a godly person that walked with God, how? can they end up going to hell? Well, the devil blinds their minds. How's he do it? Don't think about it. That's why people won't come to church. You come to church, if anybody's, gonna, if anybody's preaching anything, you are forced to think about it. So stay away from it. Just stay away from it. Best thing the devil can do to keep people's minds blinded is keep them away from any preaching. Keep them away from anybody that's going to say anything to them about the Word of God. The memories of all that's good and important and right and holy, they don't cease to exist in our minds. So you forget, you can stop thinking about them. The devil can blind your mind so that you don't think about them, but they're not gone out of your mind. They don't cease to exist in our minds. They're simply put aside while our minds are occupied with other thoughts and other desires. Y'all listening to me. This is real important stuff here tonight. This is how the devil's going to blind your mind. This is how you're going to mess up. This is one of the steps out into the darkness from which very few ever return. You need to understand that. The prodigal was <laughs> one in a million doesn't happen very often that you get out there in the darkness after being in the light you're lost man lost the devil blinds your mind you know it's they're simply put aside while our minds are occupied with other thoughts and other desires think with me when some before somebody leaves i'm talking about leaves the fold and goes out into the world Shucks it all and goes to living with the world, do it laying with the world. What do they do first? Well, their mind is led away before their body walks out. They sit in church, just like the psalmist said, I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly. They sit in church and they, they're not there because their mind is occupied with other things. People come to church. They could listen to the Apostle Paul preach and they, could, they wouldn't hear a word he said because their thoughts are elsewhere. Right. Their mind is either already blinded or it's well on its way. Yeah. They're, real, they're in close and they can still hear the voice, but, it's, but they're silencing the voice through the distraction of the devil yeah. who has control of their mind leading them to think about all these other things. And it can be lustful things. It can be worldly things. It can be vain things. It can be intellectual things. It can be religious things. But it, guide, it keeps your mind away from where it needs to be. 
And that's on God, His righteousness, His promises, the things God has done for you, the blessings that God has put in your life, the way that He has led you and watched over you through this, through the years that you've been, been in the fold. And it's like when we have our attention drawn to look one way and we miss what's happening behind us. It's an, it's an age old trick that everybody plays on one another, you know. You say, look over there, and everybody look over there, and you take whatever, you know. And that the way that, I mean, that's what the devil's doing to us. Look over here! Well, while you're looking over there, you've done forgot what's behind you and what's going on behind you. You're not seeing it anymore. So we sometimes say about somebody that they've lost their mind when they make a complete turnaround from what they professed and appeared to be, and they become something entirely different. That's what we say. That's a common thing we say. They've lost their mind. What's the matter with them? They lost their mind? Yeah. We don't understand. It's because we can't understand this deal. How can you forget? How can you forget? It can happen in degrees. And the things and people in their lives who are sacrificed can be from none to all. <coughs> this can be a, a minor thing for a little bit, cause some problems, or it can be a major thing that destroys your life yeah. and other lives also. Just forgetting. It's a common excuse. It's a common cop-out now. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Why didn't you do this? I forgot. Yeah. that. Like that holds water. It's like that's a valid excuse yeah. for failing in something that you were responsible for and, or something you promised. Well, I forgot. It's not. That's a lame excuse. Yeah. It's, it does no water. Yeah. We've got no excuse. The Bible warned us here over and over. Take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. That you forget not. The Bible's full of that. Look it up. Do a study on this yourself in the Bible about how much we're warned by God. What does it mean to keep the Word of God? Well, it means you keep it. You don't let it. the devil rob you of it. You keep it in your mind. You hold on. Whatever you get that's precious and valuable and worthwhile in your mind, keep it. You hold on to it. You don't let it get lost in all the garbage of this world that's pumping into your mind from all these other sources. Focus on, the, on it instead of being distracted by all that's around us. A healthy mind accumulates the blessings of life and holds on to them as something dear and precious. I can think of old people that I've known through the years when I get to thinking about a subject like this and studying about it, I think of folks like that. And I remember what they talked about. I remember what they liked to talk about and get the conversation on if they were talking to you. You want me to tell you what it was? Do you know? They, would, they wanted to talk about the blessings of God and how good God had been to them and all God had done for them through the years. Yes. 
healthy-minded old people. Yes. We're we're wondering now about all the dementia and all the Alzheimer's and all of the trouble that we've got now with older people and even not so older people that are losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of factors, I'm sure, and it's the, but I think this is one of them right here. It's an undisciplined mind. It's a mind that has lived that way for years, just loose and freewheeling, and the devil's just had his way. Maybe he didn't lead them off into gross sin, but he's just messed with their mind till they don't even know what's up anymore. Can't remember nothing. Except junk. I've noticed that people can't remember stuff, but boy, they can. there's some things they can sure enough remember. It's a whole lot easier for them to remember the garbage and the trash and the gossip. But then they can't remember somebody's name. Or they can't remember when they're supposed to take, uh, go somewhere or take this or do that. A mind under the influence of the Holy Spirit of God will take inventory of its blessings often and turn to them for joy and encouragement daily. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it'll surprise you what the Lord has done. Have you ever tried that? Does it pick you up? Or do you get to looking at your life and say, I'm a loser and everything's been bad in my life. Is that what? No, that is not what it'll do for you. If you really start counting your blessings, it'll get you right out of the mully grubs in a hurry. It's healthy for your mind. And a mind that is under the influence of the Spirit of God will do that on purpose. Will on purpose take itself to that source of joy and encouragement. An unstable mind that is wavering will forget its blessings while focusing on the inconsistencies and hypocrisy of others and their own cares of life. It's an unstable mind that does that. Y'all hear me. Now, if the shoe fits, wear it. Yes, sir. That's an unstable mind. A healthy, stable mind will focus on the blessings of life and the blessings of God. An unstable mind focuses on junk and turmoil and trouble and confusion and hypocrisy and 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 you know injustice. There'll always be someone to blame and someone to cull from your life. That's an unhealthy mind and it's going to lead you to forget everything that you ought to remember. As that state of mind where the devil can work on you and make you forget the very things you need to remember. Now there's a lot of examples of this blindness in the Bible. We were reading this morning and I thought of this. When Judas, we read about Judas coming with the multitude to capture Jesus and turn him over to the, the chief priests and scribes and elders. He walked up there with that multitude and kissed the Lord. And he had told the, the multitude there, the crowd of, of whatever you call them, that they came to get him. He said, Whoever I kiss, that's him. When you see me kissing, grab him. Let me ask you some things. How did Judas do that? He said he was Judas. No, you're not, you don't have a clear view of things here. 
Nobody knew it was Judas. When that, when Jesus said, one of you shall betray me, and nobody looked at Judas and said, that's him, I'll bet you a dollar he's the one. Nobody. <laughs> Wasn't like that. Here's the facts of the matter. Judas was with Jesus the same as all the rest of the disciples. He was involved in Jesus' ministry same as all the rest of the disciples. Everything Jesus said and did Judas heard it just like the rest of them. Judas saw it just like the rest of them. Did he not remember all the miracles, all the blind, the sick, and the lame that Jesus had healed and he had seen it with his own eyes? He walked up there and kissed him. The very one that he had seen speak to the wind and the sea and they became calm. He forgot that? Yes, he did. It was not in his mind at that moment. Didn't he remember the feeding of the multitudes? He was there. He, he had a basket when it was done. Twelve of them. He was holding a basket full of fragments that remained. That he gathered up. He forgot that. See, that blows my mind. I can't, I don't, my mind don't work that way. How can you forget all that? I couldn't forget that. And so it's hard for me to understand how he could. I see people forget all the time. Forget. Other people forget what they've seen. When he kissed Jesus to betray him, he'd, he'd completely forgotten the storm on the sea. And, the, and he'd, he, couldn't rem, he couldn't remember the tomb of Lazarus or the casting out of the devils out of that little boy in Mark chapter 9. He was there. All that he had seen and heard. See? He'd seen the kindness and mercy and compassion of Jesus and he could forget it all in a, in a moment of passion. He heard Jesus weep at the tomb of Lazarus. He heard him weep over Jerusalem. I mean, he knew him. He, he, he had... Been with him for three years. And then he can walk right up there and kiss him and say, take him. Well, where did all that stuff go? That's what I want to know. Where's it all at? In his mind. Where's it all at? Is it gone? No, it's not gone. Because remember what happened later? Yes. Oh, it all come back to him. Too late. Yes. He went out and hanged himself. I betrayed the innocent blood. He knew. But in that moment, he forgot. He had to in order to do this. If he had remembered on the way to the garden, he would he'd have backed off. He'd have said, I can't do this. And somehow, somehow, he was able to blind his mind to all of that. Yeah. You better beware. Because yeah. you can do that. Yes, sir. The devil can help you do that. And if you'll let him help you, you'll do it. Yes, sir. That's right. Judas was a devil. He was unstable. He was, un he was, he was not a stable-minded person. And he was a devil. But what about Peter? Peter was also prone to having his mind focused on one thing at a time. That's the way Peter was. And he was impulsive. And he was zealous. 
but he wasn't able to keep the whole picture, the whole view in his mind at once. He was always, until after the Holy Spirit came, Peter was, <laughs> I mean, you know, he would just jump. He was always the first one to speak up. He was always the first one to come up with an idea. Let's do this. Let's do that. He, ha- he was the first one that had an answer. But it was always, you know, it was like Jesus just had to sit down, Peter. Wait a minute. He could deny that he knew the Lord. And he did it three times in one night. And he even cursed and swore to convince them that he was not associated with Jesus. You need to tell your cussing Christian friends that. That's That's how Peter identified himself as a heathen and not associated with Jesus was by cussing. He did all that. And yet he went out and wept bitterly. When? When he remembered. The cock crew. Immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of the Lord. And he went out and wept bitterly. Have you ever known anybody that went out and wept bitterly when they remembered what they had forgotten for just long enough to ruin their life? Matthew 26 and verse 75, Peter remembered the words of Je- the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. He went out and wept bitterly. I've, I've known many people whom I've served and worshipped with who forgot God. So I'm telling you here tonight, I, I, know, I know quite a few people. I've been there when they wept at the word of God. And when they thanked and praised God for all the good things He'd done for them. And I've watched them lose their minds and become something completely different than what they were then or what they appeared to be then. They not only forgot God on purpose, they tried to forget God's people and all the friendship and fellowship they had with them also. (laughs) It's a strange thing. Somebody you used to fellowship with. Somebody you used to pray with. You know, spend time with. And the things of God. And you run into them after they've forgotten. And how they try to escape you. How that what was there is gone. But it's not gone. The memories are not gone out of their mind. The sight of me or anybody else that they were associated with brings it all back to them. What do they feel? <laughs> I can tell by the look on their face what they feel. Woe. Woe is me. What have I done? Why did I do this? It's a hurtful thing to be forgotten by someone who once loved you and was your friend. Nothing is more hurtful than being betrayed and forgotten. 
God stresses it over and over and over. You've forgotten me. The fountain. The, the spring. You've forgotten me. The one who gave you life. The one who brought you out of Egypt. The one who made you all the promises. You've forgotten me. How could you forget me? <laughs> it pains us to realize that someone we love has put us out of their mind and forgotten us on purpose. Job said in, in chapter 19 verse 14, Job said this in the depth of his despair. He said, My kinsfolk have failed and my familiar friends have forgotten me. <laughs> Bad feeling, ain't it? Bad thing to do to somebody, isn't it? Did you ever run into somebody and they know you, but you don't know them? It makes you feel bad. And you try, <laughs> you try your best to cover it up and act like you do know them because you don't want to hurt their feelings because you know that if they remember you and you don't remember them, it's going to hurt their feelings. I was up in Dollar General the other day and these two guys walked by and one of them said, Hey, Mike, I have not a clue. Who it was. I do not know who in the world they were. I've tried to figure it out since. I can't. I can't. <laughs> now, I didn't forget them on purpose. I mean, we done got old and everybody's changed and somehow people still recognize me better than I recognize them. But, but it's not the same thing as what we're talking about here. Doing it on purpose. That's why families are in such misery when there's divorce and, and remarriage and all of that in the family. It's just, you can't forget. And it's a mess. You know, ask Esther when she goes to do a wedding where it's all like that or anything like that where they take pictures and they got, you know, Got to have pictures with dad and then stepdad and stepmom and dad and stepmom and, you know, I mean, and nobody enjoys it and it's awkward and everybody's uneasy and upset and confusion, confusion. But the thing is, they can't forget forever. And that's the hope that we have for their soul. Get this. I don't quit. I mean, I'm done here in just a second. But this forgetting business, it's not really, it's not like you lose the memory, like you lose something out of your computer, you know, and it's not there anymore and you can't get it back. That's not what happens in your brain, in your mind. Your mind, it's still there. The prodigal came to himself. When did he come to himself? Well, he came to himself when he remembered his father's house. When he remembered the things he had tried to forget. The things he ran away from and said, I'm getting out of here and I'm not going to think about this place ever again. Long as his pockets were full and he had friends... He could. He could not think about it. But it wasn't erased out of his mind or his memory. And so there was a time when it came right back to the top. When his mind cleared out 
All the friends are gone. He's with the hogs. He's starving. I mean, he's low. Something about that kind of situation makes you start digging through your mind to find an answer. Well, what do you dig for? What do you find when you start digging? Things you'd tried to forget. Memories are not lost. They're only suppressed by other thoughts. And as soon as those other thoughts are suppressed, memories return. It's true both ways. One of the things that the process of time does is reawaken the memories of the past. The older you get, the more you you try to think on the things that you remember. Things that you hadn't thought about in a long time. You ever remember something that you hadn't thought of in years? There there it came up. Remember somebody you hadn't thought of in years? There it comes. Things like, you know, these things like this, I'm provoked to think about by such things as here a few weeks ago we got an email from some people and we had met him in a missions conference back in the 90s, 30 years ago. Hadn't seen him since. But they remembered us. You know, and still, you know, they, they'd got to searching on the internet and found our music on the church website. And they were thrilled to death and had to write us and tell us, you know. They just wore those tapes out and their kids that are all grown now grew up with that, all that music and they just... And we had to do some searching and thinking to remember them. But when I did, I remembered them. It's funny how it is. It's funny how people remember you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how they forget you. A lot of times when people start remembering things of the past, that's when they go out and weep bitterly like Peter, thinking all is lost. Alright, so I'm going to say this to you. I'm reading another scripture, and then we're going to go home. Strive to not be a forgetful hearer of the Word of God. Gird up the loins of your mind and try to listen and keep what you get. What God reveals to you, what God speaks to your heart about, keep it. I wish I'd have been more diligent about this through the years with all the preaching I've heard. I remember a lot of things, but when I consider how much I've listened to and how much I remember, it's not very much, really, in comparison. When I sit down and start thinking of all the places and all the people and all the blessings and all the times that God has delivered us and helped us and met our needs and answered our prayers, and it is, it's overwhelming. But if I just think on today and tomorrow and what we're doing right now and what's everything that's pressing, and I forget all about all of God's blessings. Don't do that. I mean, I think we ought to take some time every day. Everybody should to just sit down somewhere and just uh, and just think. 
and remember. Call to remembrance your song in the night. Call to remembrance the different places where God has just saved you. I'm not talking about saving you over and over, but just rescued you. And brought you back on your feet again. All the blessings that He's just given you that are just extra. We don't even mention so much. Think of the people in your life. The blessings of God, I've believed this for a long time. The real blessings of God are people that He puts in your life. Mm -hmm. Not so much money, emergencies, and cars that are broke down, and stuff like that. It's people. It's people that God puts in your life. Precious. Much more precious than anything like of this junk that we have to have in life. Strive to not be a forgetful here. Strive to remember and hold dear the the blessings of life that God gives you in other people and in His loving care for you and yours. And then resist the powers that would have you forget by occupying your mind with vanity and drama. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 8. Through 11. I'm going to read these and be done. For these things be in you. And what that's leading off from is add to your faith. You know, all of that. Then it comes down to this. He said, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind. Now what's he talking about? Blind with your eyes? Nope. No, 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 no. You can be blind, but see. You know. Jesus talked about that. The Old Testament talks about that. You can be, you can see, but be blind. And that's what he's talking about. He that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. (laughs) If you don't forget, you're never going to fall. If you forget, you're going to fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You forget, you fall. If you don't forget, you'll never fall. You always remember. God has a lot to say about that. I've done quite a bit of preaching on memory and things like that. God puts big value on memorials and things to cause you to remember. So that's what we ought to do. Don't forget. Don't forget God. And don't forget righteousness. How are you going to forget it when you get your mind occupied with other things? You don't want to be that seed that fell among thorns where the cares of life and the deceitfulness of riches choked them to death. Amen. You got anything to thank God for?
You got anything to remember that he's done for you? You got nothing to remember about God except goodness that he's shown you. Patience that he's had with you. Kindness, love that he's, and mercy that he's given us. It's all, if you think of God and you remember anything that God's done in your life, that's all you're going to run into. You're not going to be able to find a place where God did you wrong. Amen. Father, thank you for the reminder tonight. Please help us in this matter. We're weak here. We're vulnerable to the devil. We're, able, we're, we're just prone to forget with all the cares of life and all uh, the deceitfulness of everything around us. We, we allow our minds to be messed with, manipulated, occupied. Please help us not to give place to the devil. But help us, Father, to focus on you. Remember you always. Remember your law. Remember your promises. Remember your goodness to us up until this point in our lives. And the fact that you have promised to get us all the way through. And you will never leave us nor forsake us. And that you will never forget us. A mother may forget her sucking child. But you'll not forget us. Help us, Lord, to rest in that promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's a lot of things there that I didn't mention, but there's a lot of verses on the fact that God will not forget us. He won't forget. He said, you forgot me and you strayed away and all of that, yet return unto me. <laughs> He's awful good. He's an awful good God. Amen. Thirty-five years. Yep. I've been mostly faithful. There, there's been a time or two where I, you know, I had a hard time keeping up. But every, every day for thirty-five years, I've kept a journal. It's worthless to anybody else, but valuable to me. Helped me a bunch of times to remember. It's helped me when other people forgot. Like the lower tire. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see who's right. Well, that's right. I brought it up the other day because they were arguing over what, which mower tire I sliced yeah. with the little. Yeah, they've got so used to it that they're, you know. I said, go look it up in your journal. It should be called the Book of Remembrance. <laughs> well, I've used it a time or two. That's why they act like that, you know. I said, no, don't you... Ah, I wrote it down that day so we can go back and see what happened. <laughs> Life's so full... Yeah. And it is easy to forget yes. things. Yes. And that's why things like that are, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, I have to, it's time out of every day to do that. Mm -hmm. 
but it's it's valuable. Mm-hmm. It helps me not to forget. 